The hero's journey is an archetypal pattern, a formula that we find in stories as people tell them throughout the ages, going as far back as we can possibly discover all the way up to the present day. One of the things about the hero's journey is that as much as it is a formula for storytelling, it also plays into how we experience our own lives. Uh, Being conditioned by these stories since we were infants leads us to believe that we are a special character in a grand opera and that our potential is unlimited and that it is our quest to successfully complete the journey of our lives. Interestingly enough, in our modern culture, which is dominated by media and marketing and a consumer-driven view of the world, the hero's journey is just as alive as it has ever been, but there are certainly some new elements that have transformed what was once a very impersonal path of discovery and almost uh, serendipitous unfolding into a duty or uh, ego-driven activity for a lot of people. What you're about to hear is a conversation between myself and a good friend, Mr. Tomas Herrera, a brilliant storyteller, filmmaker, and all-around genius and wonderful person to talk to. He and I, in March of 2015, traveled to the belly of the beast, uh, Austin, Texas, during South by Southwest, the world's largest music festival, and a gigantic gathering of talent. Uh, Musicians, artists, filmmakers, many such individuals come with a hope or expectation of being discovered, of making it, getting a record contract, or getting the attention of of new fans. And you see in this environment a perverse playing out of the archetypal hero's journey, but with some really new twists for the modern world. So what follows is the conversation that Tomas and I uh, were just musing through one morning towards the end of our trip. Uh, this is a unpolished, as I called it, rabbit hole, just chasing some concepts and seeing where we end up. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our musings on today's versions of the hero's journey. So maybe today, like, the hero's journey has become a self-serving journey. Like, the, whereas before, maybe, you know, the hero was overcoming this bigger body or this larger enemy or this larger force that had an effect on uh, this bigger sphere or whatever, like, now it's like, if I can validate my existence just to, yeah, if I can validate my existence, like, if I can prove to myself that I'm worth something, and that takes on the form of either, like, grand recognition, like fame, Uh or immense wealth that I can have, if I can achieve validation and value of self through um, worldwide fame or incredible um, financial success. 
And what's interesting, this is interesting too, because in the old heroes' quests, the validation came from the deeds itself and the effect on society, and usually in the context of there being some bigger power or to do something well meant you were... I almost want to say like on the side of God or, you know, some kind of idea like that. Right. Whereas today, really the culture itself is what is the condoning force of whether right. you're, the, you know, whether you're doing it right or not. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes, I mean, that, I mean, that's what fame and wealth sort of are, are humans themselves bestowing some sort of reward on actions mm-hmm. because we don't have the same rigid kind of idea of what our ideals are. Right. It's harder to measure impact on society when you don't have like a, a fixed framework with which to like say, this is good, we did good, we slayed this bad guy. Right. And it's interesting too, this thought that the slaying of evil, um, it's more about, like, if I'm rich, then I'm richer than the other, or if I'm famous, then I'm fam- more famous than the other. Like, I've won over the others by becoming more popular yeah. or richer than them. And there's a degree of, like, competition, and then, uh, like, then you're against the entire universe at that point, because... It's a it's a path towards like becoming almost becoming like a demigod or something or like a kind of god, mm-hmm. like a god you. among men. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I guess doing it in service to this outside god, it's to the ego god. Of, yeah, and in a way, in the old myths where there was a very clear distinction between man and god, for some cultures, not all, but sure. the. The, the goal was to like serve nature, to serve God, to serve the community, whereas now it's sort of to become God, to make your own rules. I don't like people telling me what to do, but if I have enough money, I can do whatever the hell I want. I, you know. Right. Power. Power. But I think I really like that line of thought that it's it's shifted from service, although, and I don't know, and that's not the word you used, but in a weird way the archetypal hero is rarely engaged in their activity for even reasons that they know or are aware of. Right. It's like, more selfless. Yeah, it's more, or it's more un, <coughs> unmeditated, you know? I mean, even to use a, a very, you know, Joseph Campbell-y kind of close-to-home example, like Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't go on the hero's path because he thought about it a long time and decided, you know, I need to do this because I need to be the hero and here's how I'm going to do it. He just got flung into these circumstances right. that led him there. He really didn't give a shit about the rebels' resistance until he was in the shit. <laughs> and then he really didn't even give a shit about the bigger picture. He just really cared a lot about the people he was with at that point. There's no moment where Luke Skywalker is like, all right, let's do this. Let's lead the charge. He was just like, i got to save my friends. Yeah. <laughs> he was just... And maybe that's where, like, the acting and... What's the right word? You used something different. It wasn't necessarily, like, service, but it was selflessness. Mm-hmm. Like, you're doing things on, the, on behalf of your perception of 
good for those around you versus doing things to result it or to come to some outcome where you have gained in the in the scheme of things because what I'd like to do is sort of and I, I don't even know if they'll you know I probably won't finish this before Wednesday I'll probably have to like slow play something else but I think this is kind of a cool thing to explore and to tie in different um, pieces including things like a music festival where all of these young talented people are feeling like they're on their own journey towards what they expect as you know somehow making the right series of decisions and then also I, I think that this has really interesting tie-ins with how the hero image is presented to today's culture in movies and um, and maybe it's not so much that our movies are adding to this as much as the figures that we pedestalize in our culture. Mm-hmm. You won't go to a grocery store and find a magazine rack that has anyone on the cover who isn't fitting this model of rich, powerful, influential, famous, famous and um, I guess it, it's less about the... I'm just kind of like musing through some of the thoughts we've had this week. It's less about necessarily the the way that one goes about the journey as much as what the expectation is for where that ends and where you'd want to end. <coughs> and I don't even know that like a lot of the people that we've been talking to this week, um, you know, friends and band members and stuff, necessarily have as part of their ideas or maybe it's just sort of subtly hidden that they want to be you know a famous rock star as much as they just want to like make it and not have to worry about you know certain economic and other types of things I'm just trying to figure out like what is the root of the dis-ease in people that are striving for something more than what they are and how are they measuring themselves in a way that leads to chronic frustration rather than enjoyment in the process. Right. It's a big fish to fry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess there is, you know, I I think I was just reading your Uncomplication blog, Hmm. and I think that the image that I really liked was the one you did, was it last week or two weeks ago, of climbing the ladder yeah. to the imaginary world uh, or the vision of the future and um, and also sort of like what Chris was saying yesterday is like hitting the stone yeah like all of these little actions and everything that um, that are in service to this um, big like perfect moment that's going to happen to you some point in the future and I think that that exists for a lot of people I don't know if it's everyone, but I think a lot of people live in a perpetual state of someday I'll be 100%. Hmm. And I'm not quite there yet. I'll, like, once I, once my career as a musician can pay for me, then I'll be in a position to, and it's sort of like playing a strategy board game or whatever. Like, once I get success enough to where I'm making a living as a musician then I'll be able to have the life that I want to have mm-hmm. then I'll then I'll be able to like jump in the river of life and enjoy it until then I'm just still planning my trip yeah 
And I t- you're on the trip. Like you can't. And, and this is something that I talked to Kyle, my partner in Uncomplication, about a lot, especially initially, is that the root, really, for all of this, is happiness. You know, people want to be happy, and if they don't feel they're happy, they feel like there's some course of action that would that would arrive them at more happiness or just more consistent happiness. And the way that you just described, when I attain this level of financial unburden, when I am recognized for my talents, when I'm like this and this and this, the perception is that that will make me happy, that that's what it's going to take, because that's what's making me unhappy now, whatever that might be. And so it's this sort of strange pursuit of happiness which is hilarious that that's like one of the founding fathers like mm-hmm. everyone has the right to this pursuit of chronic frustration yeah. and I don't even really know why I'm compelled to think about it and like try and understand it other than I know that I'm a victim and not a victim like in that kind of you know way that that sounds but I also experience this. I think it's a lot closer to the heart of what humans just feel, and even into like the Buddhist ideas of uh, you know attachment and suffering and those types of things as being like the base state of every human, whether it's the richest king on the planet or the lowliest beggar, has a has the same real predicament of. Um, you know, fear of losing the things you do have and desire to gain the things you don't have. Um, which I think can be... I know it can be thought about, and, it, and I think that that's comforting to say, okay, well, I'm really making myself more crazy than I need to feel. <coughs> right. Like, I, I, I kind of see behind the curtain, I know that there's no way I'm going to get ahead. But ultimately, I mean, I don't know that there's anything that you could write down on a page or tell someone that makes the challenge go away. Go away, yeah. 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 And I guess at the end of the day, it's the same pursuit in just a different way. It's like, well, I just want to see more of the people I love be happy. I don't want them to feel disappointment and those types of things. Yeah. Pursuit of other people's happiness. What does that do? Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking, like, um, about this experience here and kind of tying into a little bit about the talk we had walking home the other day where, like, all of the, a lot of what we see is the result of this human action that was inspired by something. (laughs) Like, Chris was telling me he built, they built on this little addition here. His brother-in-law helped and punched it out, gave a little more space to their place, added a nice tall ceiling, you know? Yeah. And that was all, like, imagined and dreamed up and then executed by people to improve their perception of happiness or whatever. But then he gets to share it with guests when they come over and 
guest gets to have that experience that um, in the moment that they were building it, that process or whatever, yielded all of this energy or this potentiality for happiness and enjoyment. And I don't know that initially it was the intention, like, I want to build this so that when I have guests over, their experience is better. It may have been first a moment of, I want this for myself because this would be great. And then, then I can share it with people. And I think it's okay to have goals and dreams and desires of, you know, like, that even start with a self-pleasure um, component um, and then have that, like in the School of Rock, you know. I wanted to be a rock god and I wanted to sh because I wanted to share the uh, beauty of rock with hmm. people. And then you find, like, maybe you share it in ways that you didn't expect originally hmm. yeah it's funny because hearing you talk about that that has been one of my core beliefs is a good way to put it for a while is sort of the virtue of selfishness um, in the way of helping yourself first and foremost to help others and that the surest way to not help people is to go out of your way to try to help people when you yourself don't have the the same whatever it is that you're trying to help that other person with and that's kind of a weird way to say it but um, the analogy that I always think of is the oxygen mask on a plane right. I know I've told you about that I mean that's something that Kayla and I have sort of always used as an analogy for parenthood is you know, you want to take care of this creature. They're in your care. They're dependent on you. But you have to put your mask on first because you can't help them if you can't breathe. And so you've got to take care of those, those sort of basics. And I think that is sort of a selfish virtue. But some of the people that have had the most profound uh, influence on people and culture and things are the ones that did what they did purely because of their enjoyment in the process or their enjoyment of the result and then a lot of people benefit from it but they're not doing it for other people to benefit it's also complicated <laughs> but okay so let me just ask you this um, what, where's the diamond in the rough in terms of all of these loosely connected um, you know ideas and things that we've talked about I just feel like I've seen a side of things that I haven't ever really seen before, which is just this sort of um, competition for recognition. That was one of the other like ideas I had written down on the on the list, which is like this idea of the hustle. Yeah. You know, like um, what was I, I called it? Like the hustle competition in a world of sameness <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. So just a point of context here before the last portion. South by Southwest is a huge music festival that showcases all different types of music. One thing that we saw everywhere we looked, however, were rappers on the hustle. We would see large entourages of the artists, their friends, and 
Um, one of the things that we saw again and again were these human billboards where a young man in the group would be wearing, or a couple of them would be wearing, these backpacks that had big printed panels that stuck up above the crowd, uh, basically human billboards promoting the artist, and this was just happening everywhere. So that subcultural phenomenon is what we will be discussing next. Well, it's it felt very off-putting to me in a strange way, like to see these people walking around with human billboards. Yeah. Like, the human billboard thing was, like, just horrifying. <laughs> and this is going to, like, oh, shit. This is going to, like, completely... As a person who did not grow up impoverished in a community of... Um, the United, in a part of the United States that doesn't have access to good education, that doesn't have access to um, economic um, vibrancy, that doesn't have access to even good food to eat. Like, to, to imagine being a young black person living like you lived for two days <laughs> yeah. on the floor <laughs> of a place without a real bed, um, without real food, without any real leadership or direction for their life and the um, there's these very few avenues for self-actualization for an individual like that and one of them one of those avenues is music and because I'm a young black person living in the inner city the music that I'm told I'm supposed to make is rap and I see the stories laid out before me of the people who got out of that situation through rap and how they did it. <laughs> and I'm going to try and get out of this situation in that way. And every one of the CDs that I was handed or found, every one of them without exception, had a title and image that was monetary power gaining advancement and having it and it was, you know, I have the CD that had, like, the gold Rolexes with all the diamonds, and it was, like... Yeah. And that's, like, the the theme of a lot of it is... And what a contrast. It's, like, from sleeping on the floor to dreaming about, talking about, and even putting out the image that you've arrived at, even when you haven't, this, like, over-the-top kind of lifestyle of right. diamond-studded everything. Right. And I don't know. I mean, I don't... I kind of understand the pathology of that. How's it going? Hello. I'm making uh, breakfast tacos. That yeah. sounds awesome. That want to go great. for some? Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> grab them to go. Awesome. Oh, cool. cool. Let's, yeah. let's do it. Whenever y'all are ready to roll up. Okay. Cups of coffee. Yeah, me too. A couple cups of coffee is not a breakfast. Oh, it is for me, my friend. <laughs> but yeah, yet? I think um, just to finish that thought, or maybe it doesn't need to be finished, but... Like, just now it all sort of came together as like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You're this marginalized person. You are, you're kind of very much aware of the fact that you don't matter at all to anybody. I mean, even like, maybe even your parents, you know? Like, you don't have any value to the world. And 
you see these people who came from the same place you were in and achieved Kanye West status and you think well that's my path right there I'll just go be rich like that guy and then everyone will love me and I'll matter and that's a systemic like cultural failing on the part of the United States or the human race or whatever to hmm. that is like created this feeling in people that they're nothing unless they're loaded up with gold watches and you know dollars and power and all and, that shit. And what's really cool about that, and finish this thought and then we can go, is that in that circumstance that you just described there's a lot less complexity. I think it's a lot easier to see the root of the problem because you, you're dealing with such big contrasts of like literally having nothing, no uh, both possessions as well as like personal value and those types of things so it's a very clear image to look at but I think the same force that's at work there is just as much at work in a you know 40 something businessman trying to climb the corporate ladder or you know get that pay increase to get the bigger car I mean I think that same um, principle is at play even when it's a bit more cushioned by other comforts and things. Right. Well, uh, and there's so many hallways and avenues for those individuals. If you come into the world with privilege and opportunity, mm-hmm. you can take any path you want. But then, like, there's even, like, these expectations of, well, you at least need to reach this level because you're a person of privilege. And that's what's been shown to you is what's possible and achievable. And um, you at least need to make it to this conform you know, conform to this ideal self. And when you've made it there, there's a new one. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always... Yeah. That's when I was talking to my friend Kyle in our first, like, podcast. He was talking about some of these people he knows who are going to make $30 million this year, and they really wish there was another zero at the end of that, yeah. and they're not going to stop until there is. Yeah.